We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast welcome back to another episode of the pack a day podcast you can get all your pack a day updates by following us on twitter at pack a day podcast and remember you can always subscribe to the podcast on itunes google play tune in stitcher or spotify and of course you can check us out over at cheeseheadtv.com I'm Kyle Fellows, and I am joined by my co-host, Andrew Mertig. Andrew, it's a Friday. We're back. It's good to be here. I got to ask you, how are you doing on this Friday? Yeah, really great. Packers won again, right? Like, there's absolutely nothing about that game that I ever want to talk about again. <laughs> but it's exciting for the Packers to be 4-1. and one. And I, I think you and I were talking a little bit before we started recording, just like, I think we need to be so appreciative of how this offensive line has performed. I think how the defense has stepped up um, and a lot of positive momentum going into this weekend's matchup with the Chicago bears. Um, so yeah, it's, it's episode 1178. And so if we're going to go with the 78s, like for me, that's Ross Verba, one of my very first draft crushes. Sure. I'll tell you a story about Ross Verba in a second. You could also talk Jason Spriggs, 78, okay. Derek Sherrod, 78. Yeah, not a lot of great Go back to Ross there. Verba. <laughs> Verba was, yeah. So I remember when I was a youngster uh, getting a Sports Illustrated that had a mock draft in. So it must have been the week before the NFL draft. And they had, uh, they had Derek Mays projected to the Buffalo Bills okay. and Ross Verba projected to the Green Bay Packers. Actually, I had that backwards. Ross Verbo to the Bills, Derek Mays to the, okay, the Packers. Okay. And, you know, the, it's, it's Sports Illustrated, so we're only going to do the first-round mock draft. Well, the actual draft comes around. The Packers get Ross Verbo, who was projected to the Bills a little bit earlier right. than that. So I was like, cool, good value. Right. And right. the Packers went and got Derek Mays in the second round, who was projected to them in the first. So hey, home run draft selections. Right. I always loved Derek Mays. I always thought Ross Verbo was a really, really underrated player and, and, you know, kind of a cool part of the Packers 90s uh, success. That is really cool. I don't have any any cool stories like that, but I do know that I had a Ross Verba uh, card in my collection growing up. So that's, that's as great. close to, yeah, I know it's pretty, pretty cool story. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, I, was, I was trying to pretend. Yeah, no, I, I would. Didn't. I would say that that comment went wide left. 
Oh, okay. All right. Like uh, like some kicks maybe we saw on yeah. on, on Sunday. Okay. So <laughs> we're back. We're here to talk about key matchups and X factors. That's what we do. And as always, we're going to take some time and dive into the Packers' upcoming opponent, which are those Chicago Bears that Andrew Mert- uh, Andrew, <laughs> I'm giving you too much credit by saying your entire last name. Andrew Mertig told us about them earlier in the show. But we're talking about the Bears' roster. We're going to see what matchups are going to be tipping points in this game. And then, of course, uh, we'll each share our X Factor prediction at the end of the show as well. But uh, week five was anxiety inducing, I would say is probably a good way to talk about that. But we got the win and we got out of Cincy with the win. And now we're ready to flip the page uh, to these rival Chicago Bears and our week six matchup with them. So let's talk Packers Bears, Andrew. Yeah, so my first key matchup is going to be the Packers interior defensive line versus the Bears interior offensive line, which is actually the second straight week that I've used this unit on the Packers as one of my key matchups. But it is really important. And, you know, the team started struggling up front, but they've quietly been really solid for several weeks. You have Kenny Clark, TJ Slayton, Dean Lowry even played really well last week. Um, and and the rest of the, the guys... They're going to have another key role this week against Chicago. The Bears have had strength up the middle over the last two years, but you know, e- even though despite their offensive line as a whole was pretty bad, but you take a look this year. Guards Cody Whitehair and James Daniels have not played up to their standards thus far. Whitehair is ranked 32 out of 74 guards, and Daniels is 41 out of 74 uh, if, if you're talking about pro football focus. Sam Mustafer, uh, their center, is where the problems really have been. He's ranked 33 out of 35 eligible centers. So stopping the run without David Montgomery is an absolute must. Especially now we know Williams is is on the COVID list mm, as yeah, well. So yeah. they're going to be relying on Khalil Herbert, the rookie. Uh, but I, I do think that there's some potential for the Packers to get interior pass rush on Justin Fields. And with Fields a little hobbled this week... If the edge guys can hold him in the pocket, the interior guys may have some shots at sacks again because of that weakness the Bears have up front. That's really, really interesting. I'm glad you pointed that out. And Khalil Herbert is someone that I liked in the draft, so I hate when they land on teams that I do not like uh, because it's hard you know, to, to root against them. But um, I'm going to stick here in the secondary and I've been talking about, I feel like, the secondary just about every week when we do these shows just because it's been such an interesting point of conversation. We've talked about just about every week with all the changes at this position for the Packers. So many question marks there because of various reasons, right? Obviously, Jair and his injury puts a damper on the secondary group. And now King is dinged up as well. And it is well known that cornerback is one of the hardest positions for rookies to come into the league and f- find success playing. You're learning so much about technique you can you know find guys trying to figure out what they can do in the NFL as far as contact goes without getting penalty flags Uh, you're learning your scheme responsibilities and the speed of the game and really how quickly the ball tends to come out in the pros and so it's tough sledding for these young corners but Eric Stokes has shown up so far this season and his PFF grade isn't Anything to write home about. He's kind of right in the middle of the pack. He's had his ups and downs for sure. But overall, he's shown really nicely early. Um, with Jair out, though, and King probably as well here in the Chicago game, it's going to be Stokes 
as cornerback one, and he's going to be going up against guys like Allen Robinson and Darnell Mooney. So depending on how they, you know, line those guys up, he's going to have some tough matchups, and it's going to be really fun to watch how he performs. Obviously, the Bears have their own things to figure out with Fields and his connection with these receivers, but I'm looking forward to hopefully continuing to see the growth from Stokes in this game. I guess you do have to note that Robinson did not practice uh, today. I believe that was a Thursday practice that he didn't, and maybe not even the day before was limited. So uh, we want to keep tabs on that and we'll keep you updated as the pack a day team gets into the weekend. But either way, I mean, Mooney is no one to, to overlook. It's going to be a tough matchup for Stokes on Sunday. Yeah, I think that, I mean, it, there's been some people, especially in the fantasy community, who have been kind of leaning into Allen Robinson not playing this weekend uh, based on, you know, the tea leaves or whatever they're looking at. But um, whatever that prognosis is, I think it's a good opportunity for Stokes to get that experience if Allen Robinson isn't in the game. And and I know, you know, you're you're speaking highly of Darnell Mooney, but it's still Darnell Mooney, right? Like you're not facing a, a true number one wide receiver. And I think that's that's helpful. The other thing that I think works in the Packers defensive backfields benefit is Justin Fields, right? Like, you know, I like Justin Fields as much as anybody coming into this draft. And I still think he has a ton of potential, but he's, he's a rookie quarterback. And at that, some of the problems that he has are with his accuracy. And I think all rookies do to a point. And so, you know, knowing that, he's not necessarily going to put the ball in exactly the right place all the time, I think really does help out your, your young corner. So mm-hmm. that, that is a really interesting one. I'm glad you pointed it out. Um, I'm going to go back to the offensive line, uh, but this time the Packers <laughs> offensive line and go with Yash Nyman and Billy Turner versus Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn. Uh, I, I think I'm getting spoiled to the point where I just assume Rodgers is going to be well protected every single week, but the Packers come up against a pretty fearsome pass rushing duo this looks a lot different if Elton Jenkins is able to go. And he did practice now two days in a row. So that may be looking like more of a possibility. But still, it's going to be Elton at less than 100%. And the Packers have had a lot of success in chipping and helping out Nyman. But they've been getting away from leaving Turner on islands quite a bit of the time. And so this week, there's going to be a really good pass rusher on both ends. So that leaves some unfavorable decisions. Robert Quinn is actually having a better year than Khalil Mack, if you believe pro football focus. So regardless, I think the real key here is for Green Bay to establish the run game. If if they're going to be able to stay in third and manageables, Mack and Quinn can't just tee off. And while they are both solid against the run, that is not what they're getting paid for. So I think you get Aaron Jones, you get A.J. Dillon rolling. I think you can slow those those guys down and, and really go a long ways in, in keeping Aaron Rodgers upright and also the offense sustaining drives. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Absolutely. I'm going to flip the page here and I want to talk about... Devonte Adams, and I know that that's easy for anybody to say, you know, let's talk about Devonte Adams, the way that he's playing. But I want to look at this matchup that he has with Jalen Johnson. And the reason it's interesting to me uh, is because the Adams Rogers connection just kind of seems unstoppable right now. And it doesn't really seem to matter that the opposing defenses know that the targets are coming for Devonte Adams. They just keep beating up on whoever's covering 17 and Adams leads the league in targets and averages over 12 of them per game, which is absolutely totally nuts. Uh, the bears, Jalen Johnson has been very good for them at corner thus far this year. He's, uh, got a coverage grade in the top 20 for PFF. Uh, but this is Devonte Adams. And so it's really just one of those things that doesn't seem to matter, you know, how well a player is playing entering the game. We've seen him crush his opponents on a weekly basis. But that said, if the Bears throw a bunch of resources over at limiting Adams, I think Vildor and Duke Shelley are going to see a lot of action and, and, you know, coverage and those kinds of things. They have not been very good for the Bears this year. So there could be some opportunities there for Lazard and Cobb coming on Sunday. But I bet that we should still keep our eyes on Adams because the Packers are just going to keep feeding him. And until we see any way that they're going to slow him, I don't see why you would you would want to stop that connection between Rodgers and Adams. But uh, And with Rodgers especially talking about how this offense needs to be more aggressive in the red zone, I would be willing to guess that Adams might even get a few more looks 
down there towards the goal line as well this week. So interesting to watch Devontae Adams hopefully continue what has really been a career year for him, which is even saying something when you're talking about a player of his caliber. But uh, those are your key matchups for Packers-Bears this coming Sunday. Uh, But, of course, we do have to give you your X-Factor predictions for the week. Um, I gave Andrew a hard time during the show last week, but also post-show for picking (laughs) Kevin King, right? I said that that would be our kiss of death to getting, you know, keeping our our hot streak alive for those X-Factors here on Friday. Uh, But I'm thrilled to be wrong here again. Andrew, well done on your Kevin King selection last week. Yeah, thanks. I, I, he was playing incredibly well until the injury. And, you know, I, I think that's unfortunate. I, I know Kevin King tends to be a punching bag around Packers Twitter, but, um, you know, he still is a capable player. He has his faults, no doubt. And, you know, I, I think that's becoming even more apparent to me. But I, I do have to give him kudos for the way they played last week and especially for, for backing me up when I go out on a limb this week. Maybe a little bit less risky of a pick. Uh, I'm going to go with Alan Lazard. And you mentioned before, there's the possibility of the Bears just throwing everything they've got at Devontae Adams because no one else has figured out a way to slow this guy down. And it was pretty well documented on Twitter this week. There were times when Lazard was wide open and Rodgers just wasn't looking at him. And (laughs) if we saw that on tape, rest assured, number 12 saw it on tape. And I think Rodgers will be a little bit more aware of where Lazard is. He's doing such a phenomenal job blocking that I think he's just become a little bit of a factor, kind of like, you know, a blocking tight end that releases at the goal line, right? You, you just assume he's in blocking. And when he releases, defensive backs are often already a step behind. He's also really adept at finding seams and zones. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking Lazard finds a way to get a couple of key receptions for the Packers this weekend, especially if Tunyon is not 100%. And then is the guy who's able to take a little bit of that pressure off at Devontae. Yeah, uh, I like that call a lot. I do think that there's going to be a possibility that the Packers can spread the ball around a little bit. And, you know, I would love to see Lazard get some action. It feels like he has been putting in his time as a blocker and could use some receptions just to uh, just keep things lively and become that kind of contributor as well. But, you know, I'm going to talk about Rashawn Gary. And I think that this is the Rashawn Gary game. Well, I know Gary's been plenty impactful throughout the season. I think he's going to wreck this Bears O-line on Sunday. And I think that that's all we'll be talking about next week when we get to, to Packers Twitter and those kinds of things. But uh, first, I was excited because I like this matchup for him against Jermaine Effetti already. But Effetti has been... You know, he's been someone who's struggled in run blocking, and Gary has been a stud setting the edge. But then the Bears place a Fetty on IR on Wednesday. So it looks like veteran Elijah Wilkinson will be starting at right tackle. And I don't know much about Wilkinson except that he played really, really poorly last season when he played for Denver for the Broncos. So I really like Gary in this game, and the offensive tackle situation is a big deal to watch. But we already know that Fields has been holding the ball a lot, and the Packers can get all kinds of um, pressure, especially if they were to get a lead in this game. I think that they'd be able to pin their ears back and get after someone like Fields, who's holding the ball a little bit. You mentioned that he's got a little bit of an injury he's dealing with. I think that there's going to be some opportunities here uh, for Gary to make some plays. I really liked that you said you liked his matchup against Jermaine Effetti already. You know, I, I do what I can, you know. I've yeah. already. That's a good fantasy football name. I should use that. Absolutely. Yeah. Knees weak, mom spaghetti, mm, something like that. Nice. Yeah. Um, so 
Anyways, what what do you uh, we we talk about this a little bit every week, and you know, obviously every game in in the NFL is contested, and unless you're playing the Buffalo Bills, and then you just get destroyed. But what is the Bears' path to victory here this Sunday? I mean, do, do you expect the Packers to just walk away with this? Is 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 there a, a path to victory for Chicago? Um, I, I honestly think this is going to be a much closer game than we're maybe anticipating. It does always feel that way, right? Like in the NFC North, they, whether it's the Bears-Lions, I guess the Vikings too, but it really seems like those Bears-Lions games are the ones that you often enter thinking you're the better team, and on paper that's true, but they always tend to be a little bit closer. And I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this because this is the one – I mean, we talk about this you know, when we have time on Fridays, and it, it always seems like we come up with these reasons why – this game could slip away for the Packers, like, and they need to make sure that they stay on on course. And I just have a hard time seeing that in this game because of the Bears' offensive line weaknesses, because of the the young quarterback, because of the lack of chemistry with the receivers. There's just so many reasons why I feel like the Bears are going to struggle to score points in this game. They don't even have a running back right now. They're going to their third-string rookie running back. So on paper, this is a dumpster fire for for the Bears on that side of the ball. Now, the Packers themselves, whether it's coaching staff, players, Rodgers, have all given a lot of credit to this Bears defense throughout the week. And I think if there were some turnovers, uh, maybe some unexpected interceptions and things that just kind of maybe gave this struggling offense some opportunities that they maybe shouldn't have, then I think things get a little bit dicey. Uh, but that's where I see it, man. Like, I don't, I think that this is up to the Packers. If they play a clean game, I think they win. But, you know, that's why you watch the game, and that's why you're always nervous going into these divisional games. But what are you thinking? Yeah, I think, you know, one of the things that's been super underappreciated, the Packers have been phenomenal about not turning the ball over outside of the Saints game, of turning the other team over, and of avoiding penalties. Yeah, they, They've been at or near the league lead in, in most of those categories, and, and those are the things that are going to win you ball games, right? Like, mm. Yes, it helps to have the best quarterback and the best wide receiver in the league. <laughs> that's, that's not an issue. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's it's taking care of those kind of details, being disciplined um, and, and you know, taking advantage of the opportunities that, that present themselves in front of you. That is the reason why the Packers are four and one right now and maybe not two and three like mm-hmm. they could right. be. Right. So I think those things are really, really, really important to take care of. But you could say that every single week, right? Mm-hmm, Avoiding sure. the big penalties, uh, you know, not turning the ball over, getting turnovers when you have the opportunity. I think, you know, the parts that scare me just a little bit is Justin Fields getting loose. We've seen Packers have problems with elusive quarterbacks before. I think Devondre Campbell plays a really big role in in slowing some of that down and potentially um, you know, shadowing fields. Maybe Chris Barnes gets that duty a little bit. Really like the way he played last week. I think you might even see the safeties get a crack at it. Adrian Amos certainly has that skill set as well. I think, you know, you're you're right. The the offense potentially turning the ball over, just really struggling to move the ball. Um, if this is a really low scoring affair, I think that has uh, a, a pretty big advantage for the for the Mm -hmm. bears in in that capacity and hey it's at soldier field so you never know who's going to get hurt because their field is always in (laughs) atrocious condition and that part scares me as well so i mean i 
I do think the Packers should be relatively heavily favored in this one, and um, we should be expecting the Packers victory, but we all know how that sometimes works out. Yeah, I think we should talk. You mentioned injuries. I think one thing we haven't really mentioned is just the potential for missed assignments in that secondary, just because I think people underestimate how important it is to play it's a weird like chemistry thing right between safeties and corners and obviously the Packers have a young group there with with Stokes and probably not a lot of established chemistry with those safeties but you throw in a lot of new guys right like they're they're kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel for the guys that are going to be out there and how they're going to work together um in some of those those zones and those kinds of things will be interesting I think a broken play here and there or some some misassignments could be uh, some opportunities to make this game closer than it should be um, just because those guys are just, you know, it's a secondary that they weren't anticipating that they'd be working with just a couple weeks ago. Absolutely. So that is all the time that we have for today. This has been the Packet Day Podcast. You can find Kyle on Twitter at Packer underscore Pundit, and you can find me at Andrew Mertig. Please subscribe and rate the podcast if you like what we're doing. You get to Kyle and myself every single Friday. And next week, we'll be back getting you ready for the Packers Week 7 game against the Washington football team. Nothing going on there. Thanks for listening. <laughs> and as always, remember... Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.